This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is The Sound of Now on Joy 94.9. Hello, my name is Triana. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited about today's chat because Ashwarya is one of my favourite emerging artists in Australia. When we first heard her debut single, Psycho Hole, and it was just just so different to everything else that's out there. Every kind of twist and turn is super unexpected. There's this incredible energy behind it. You really do not know where an Ashwarya song is going to end up. Her new single is called Flare. There is a video clip for it that just dropped. And I got to chat with Ashwarya about her process and putting the song together. It was a great conversation. Here it is, my chat with Ashwarya. Hey, Ashwarya, and so nice to meet you. I am such a fan of, of what you do. It's so cool to chat with you. Me too, me too. Um, yeah, no, thank you, and thank you for all the support that, you know, you've given me since the beginning from Psycho Hall till now. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's my absolute pleasure. This new song, Flair, congratulations. The drama, the tension, the unpredictability. Talk me through Flair and where it came about. Um, I think, like... Flair was one of those songs that came out pretty unexpected. Um, I started writing it after the EP was finished and we were in the studio. It was me, Jared, Jared Rogers and Lucian Blomkamp. And we were just like jamming on ideas. And Lucian brought in this guitar section that you hear um, throughout the verses of the song. And straight away I was like, I love this. I need to jump on the mic like ASAP. Um, And then I just like, jammed out a bunch of melodies and then we had like we had like the whole song sort of done and then I came in the studio the next time and then Jared like played me this piano part and it was like unrelated it was like just a piano section um it could have been for another song and then all of a sudden we were just like wait what if we use this for flair and make it the chorus and have a bit of a tempo change. I feel like that's become a signature thing. Um, so, yeah, it kind of happened from there. And then we just kind of pieced it all together and it worked out really well. But I think, like, maybe some people will find it unexpected, especially that post-chorus section where the beat kicks in and it's almost like an a cappella vibe. But I was just like, we have to put that in. It has to come in earlier. Um, let's just play around with the structure as I always do with all of my tracks, I think it's really fun, but that's kind of how it came out sonically and um, melodically. I'm glad that you mentioned the the tempo switch and playing around with the structure because that traditional pop structure of a song is not something that it feels like you rely on in any of your songs. You know, it often feels like it's two different songs that have been sticky taped together. And I love that. Where did that originate from? Was that from that same idea of, of kicking around in the studio? Yeah, I think Psycho was the catalyst for um, all of those those ideas to push forward and try and experiment with different melodies and sticking things together. Because at the time, that was probably the first song that I felt like so confident with in putting out as my first single. And um, I think because of the response as well, it kind of just like, you know, it added 
more value to like it just like solidified the fact that you know what I'm doing is it's not crazy um it's people do connect with it and I guess from there on like every song that I wrote um after that I always had something in the back of my mind saying like you know there's no harm in like trying different things and doesn't necessarily have to be a typical pop structure where it's verse pre-chorus um yeah I think Psycho was the catalyst for that so what do you rely on if you're not relying on that that traditional pop structure, as we say? What is it that you rely on that is is kind of the, the constant and the standard in your in your music? I think melodies. Melodies are like number one for me. I think if you have a strong melody um, that that people can connect with, there's like no harm in trying different things because, yeah, at the end of the day, like it's that hook that gets people and. Um, you know, if you have three or four hooks and they're all good, they're all solid melodies, I don't see the harm in that. So, yeah, for me, melodies has always been number one, even before lyrics. Lyrics usually come last for me. Um, and that's why I kind of really, really hone in into getting the melodies right first. And then when I'm happy with them, I kind of progress to the next steps. So you've probably got like a whole like recording notes, like your voice notes on your phone must just be you being like, nah, 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 with no lyrics at all. Yeah, I've, I've got, the, the funny thing is, is that when I jam, I actually sing with lyrics, um, like words just come out. And so I have like placeholder words. And a lot of the time, funnily enough, I end up using quite a few of those placeholder words for the actual lyrics. Because I think like, in, in a weird way, when you're jamming out, there is like a subconscious part of your mind that's putting words out that you're feeling. Um, and it's kind of the most honest, raw moment in terms of like the process of recording from like start to finish, where those initial recordings are like have those m- the more authentic, you know, feelings that are coming out. Whereas like later on, it's all about like understanding what I want to write about, processing what I, you know, what the song is going to be. And so with flare, flare was a word that was used like right off the bat. It was like in the first take, um, that word flare and stare, both of those words were in the first take. And um, yeah, I ended up using that as, and it's now, now it's the title track. So what's the, what is the flare that you're talking about in the song? So flare for me in this um, symbolizes a signal um, and like, kind of like when you see that flare, like it, it's like metaphorical for like when you have like a flare in the sky um it's like when someone is like signaling to you um that you know whatever they they like you or um that they have feelings for you and you're waiting for that constantly throughout the song um to for that flare so you can you know let all your feelings out and that's kind of why it's the last line in the pre-chorus because then the, the chorus is this massive release of emotions where um, you sort of let go of everything. And I think that's why I wanted to play with that tension of like back and forth of like having this super tensive verses and then soaring chorus. Um, so it feels like you've like, just like everything's led up to this moment. And now that you've, you've seen the flare, you can go ahead and lay your heart out. It's such a clever thing, the way that, like, the, the kind of ticking clock sounds in the verse and the sudden, like, doof, doof, kicks in, and that that adds to it. And then you're right, it is that total release on the chorus. I'm obsessed with this song. It's so good. The music video we need to talk about as well, because that just dropped a couple hours ago, like, what, 8 a.m. this morning? 
congrats on getting through a music video and and not having a flare lit. And the song's called Flare. It's a big achievement. Thank you. I mean. I mean, it would have been illegal and... If it's going to be a video that's going to be out there, you don't want to like be putting incriminating evidence out into the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good publicity, but <laughs> illegal. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we, we, tried, we tried different ideas initially. We're thinking of like what could, meta- what could symbolise a flare. Um, and also, obviously, having the lockdown restrictions... Um, we had to always, you know, like all the videos I've put out so far, we've tried to uh, put out whatever idea or vision we had and then sort of like use what resources we have in lockdown. So um, the video was a really cool process, actually. One of my good friends, Charles Buxton Leslie, he, um, he we were working on something before um, and it didn't work out because of COVID. And then I just hit him up and I was like, hey, so we're in lockdown. Do you want to work on a video? Um, and he was like so down and then we just spent a lot of FaceTime calls just figuring out like what we need, how we're going to shoot it um, and then he directed it um, just remotely over Zoom and I had a, a little setup in my house. Um, it was just like a we had a, like a bunch of VHS cameras um, and I used like Vaseline on the lens. Oh, it's and a so classic. When, it's a classic. It works so well. It makes everything look so dreamy. And I was like rubbing Vaseline on the lens. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really fun, I think it was one of the more less intense videos I've done in lockdown. The first two for Psycho and Biryani were so intense. And then this one was more of like, all about performing to camera and sort of like making a more of an aesthetic for the song rather than um, rather than a story. Who had to clean the Vaseline off the lens at the end <laughs> of the shoot? That was you? Yeah, that was me. It was, yeah, it was, it was so chill though. Like, um, you know, Charles and I get along so well and he, he was just so lovely about everything and um, we just took a whole bunch of takes and then by by the end of the day we were done. We're done. We wrapped up and then Yeah, it was it was pretty smooth actually. Well the video clip is sick, the song is sick. Are we did I read this right in the press release? We're adding flair to the Nocturnal Hours EP or Yeah, I mean the thing is is that we realized that flair is kind of like it encapsulates the sonics of like songs like love again but then also has the hard hitting energy of you know psycho hole and coming at me where it, it has the best of both worlds and it just felt right to add it as a bonus track and make and just like sum up the ep and kind of finish off this chapter with flair um it felt right. I don't know. I think there was like something about Flair that felt special and it felt like it just summed everything up. I mean, while we're on the EP, while we've got a second, Vic Mensa, that's that's huge. Thank you. Yeah, it was um it was pretty mad. I was like I always knew that I wanted an MC on the track and we had a section that we just really wanted someone to MC on and um I don't know. I was like writing down ideas of like what you know who could be on it and then I was also writing down like themes of what what that section could look like and then um and then Jared just like hit me up and was like hey um what do you think of Vic Menza and I was like like that's a joke surely that's a joke um and I was like um okay like I didn't really take it seriously I just kind of thought it was a, a bit of like a you know 
far-fetched thing that we were just like all would joke about. And then like literally, I think two days later, we got confirmation that he got the track. Um, he loves the track and he wants to jump on. And I was just like, my mind just exploded because I did not expect it. Um, and it all happened really quickly, actually. Um, I just sort of like told him what the track meant to me and and the themes that I wanted to explore. And, and then he sent through like, he sent through his version and then we just went like back and forth and the track was done. So pretty wild um, now that I look back at it. Especially given that, I mean, Vic Mensa is the kind of artist who's at a point where like he doesn't need to do this sort of thing. So if he's jumping on a song, it's because of the artistic merit behind it and because he wants to be part of it. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe it took so, like it was so quick that he even agreed to be on it. Like it was, um, yeah, I think it was just like a couple of days later and we were just like, yeah, it's confirmed. And I was like, shit oh sorry no, shit we're on this is fine that's our station that's allowed that's totally fine oh uh, that's the best um <laughs> no I think um yeah it was pretty wild and like feels like ages ago now but I think like when I when it came out and then I posted processed the fact that he was on it I was like damn like this is a big deal um and obviously like Vic killed it and he really kind of just took it up a notch. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy that he's on the track. We're chatting with Ashwarya. You had this first song come out mid-2020, which is Pandemic Era. So we're at a place where, like, essentially your entire career has been post-pandemic. You, have you done live shows yet? Where are we at with that? I have been lucky enough to do my own show in Melbourne and so lucky because it was just the week before we went into lockdown. Oh. Um, <laughs> The Sydney show unfortunately got cancelled, but it's okay. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna definitely make up for it. Um, but I'm doing New Year's Eve on the hill um, for New Year's Eve, which is gonna be exciting. It's gonna be my first festival ever, so that's that's a really big deal for me. Um, huge. But that's probably my number one goal for next year is just do a whole bunch of live and get out there as much as possible and finally meet the people that have connected with my music. I mean, when you when you get to chat with other artists who have been in the game longer than you, who, I mean, the standard before COVID was, you know, you release the singles, then you release the EP, and then you tour so that people who are connecting with it can come and see it live and get that, that real-life connection. And you've missed out on that whole kind of area of, of being an artist. Yeah, it's definitely been hard. And I think... Um... You know, it's amazing to have people in your DMs, you know, telling you how much they love the music, but it's a whole different thing when you get to meet them in person and make eye contact with them and perform for them. It's like this full circle moment that it almost, it's almost like you've made the tracks for that particular moment. Um, and I, I don't think I've fully experienced that yet. So I'm really looking forward now that things are opening up. I'm really looking forward to having that full circle moment because um, I really, really strongly believe that, you know, my songs are going to, for lack of a better word, hit different when it's live. Heike cannot wait until I get to see it live. Ashwarya, the brand new single, is called Flare and it is on the EP Nocturnal Hours. Thank you so much for the conversation today. Really appreciate it. Yay, thank you for having me. Find the full playlist on the Joy website 
joy.org.au forward slash the sound of now. If you've enjoyed this episode and you want to support the show, there are a few free, easy ways to do it. First of all, subscribe to the podcast feed in your podcast app of choice. You could head to our website, joy.org.au forward slash the sound of now, and you can listen to the show live on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Melbourne time on Joy 94.9 or on your smart speaker. Just tell it to stream Joy 94.9. And if you have friends who also like Ashwarya, why not shoot them a link? Let them know that it exists and maybe they'll like to listen to it. It all helps. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.